Welcome to the Aliana Nita podcast, the podcast created to inform, challenge, and empower you. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to the Alien and Nita podcast. I'm your host, Alien, and I am so excited to have you join me for this week's show. I have an incredibly special guest on this week. Um, if you have been following along with my podcast, you often hear me refer to my business coach, and her name is Stacy Smith. I finally had the opportunity to sit down and talk with her, and we talked about the subject of being the only black woman in the room. Stacy has more than 20 years of corporate experience, and she is a builder. She is a strategist, and she's helped women like me and so many others uh, build their businesses and become great uh, business owners as well as exceptional employees. And so I am so excited to have this conversation with Stacy, and I think that you guys will enjoy it too. Now, I know you may not be a black woman, but I feel like Stacey gave so much great wisdom on how to be um, a presence in the room, whether you're black, white, or whatever. So Stacy is amazing, and I hope that you guys really enjoy this podcast. So let's jump into the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aliana Nita podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here with me and I have a very special guest today. Her name is Stacy Smith and Stacy is my business coach. She has helped me launch my company. She has been a, a voice of reason to me. She is my big sister and I love her dearly. And we're going to talk about being the only black woman in the room. And so Stacy is here and I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we're going to hop right into our conversation. Hey, Stay. Hey, Ailey. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. Fantastic. Well, as she said, I'm Stacy. Um, during the day, I work in corporate America uh, in technology and business. And uh, on the side, I also do consulting for uh, up and coming entrepreneurs like Ailey. And I have been in corporate America for well over 20 years. Yeah, you have um, such an extensive knowledge of corporate America and how things work. And I've learned a great deal from you. And I've been able to move forward because of you. And I'm so grateful to have you on the show. It's exciting. Thank you. So I'm going to hop right into my first question. What has been your experience with being, or what has been your experience as being the black, only black woman at the table? Sure. So uh, it depends on which table that I'm at. It is something that you know and that you acknowledge and see very early on, especially depending upon what industries you deal with. Um, if you're dealing with um, let's say larger manufacturers or you're dealing with um, industries that are older, you are definitely the only one at the table. Um, right. So it is one of those things where you set your mind, understand your value and your worth and know that uh, I represent my God first, myself second, my family third, my culture fourth. And uh, then I can think about my company and everything else. So my job is to do those those uh, things proud. 
Right. You know, Stace, you and I have talked about this, particularly with where I work. And it has been a struggle for me personally. I found it um, kind of hard because it's, it's actually hard to get your voice heard. And when you're trying to express ideas or even give feedback on things, it's kind of hard for them to listen to you. And so how is or what is some of the things that you do to get your voice heard? Because, I, you know, like I think that I can say for me and for the other women that I have that I have in my circle, they often are afraid to voice opinions or give criticism or feedback of any kind because they don't want to come off as the angry black woman. Sure. So you wouldn't be at the table if your opinion didn't matter, right? If Mm -hmm. they just needed anybody, they could sit a doll in the corner and that would be that. So your voice is important because your voice brings diversity your voice brings most often time in women um, just a different way of thinking. And um, we are typically more compassionate. So we're thinking more total culture, more impact. Um, and so it's very important to give that perspective because you could be saving your company time, money, effort, jobs, etc. One of the things that okay. I refuse to do is talk over anybody. And so if everybody is talking, either I'm going to wait till it's silent or I'm going to make a statement saying I have something to say and I think it's important. And when everybody's ready to listen and if they're not, I'm going to ask them, are you ready to listen to what I have to say? And then um, I'm either going to make a statement or if I read the room and I know that I have to capture their mindsets because they're distracted, unaware of my value, whatever, first time meeting me, I'll always start with a pertinent question or a story, right? So something mm-hmm. that speaks to the, their culture, their values as a person and the company's culture and make them think. Then once I capture their attention, then they'll listen. Okay. That's really good tips to get your voice heard. And have you ever, has it ever been an experience of yours where um, people felt like you were communicating too aggressive or they placed you in a stereotype, um, you know, even if you gave a really good impression or did what you thought could be um, right or helpful towards that person? Have you ever been like, you know, categorized as that? Oh, Sure. Um, there are times when it's been, oh, she's just upset. And there are times when I've been mansplained, right? So I'll make mm-hmm. a statement and then somebody uh, of the opposite sex will turn around and explain exactly what I just said, <laughs> almost using my exact words. And so if that's the case, if they are not ready to value my opinion and um, there is somebody else leading in the room, and that leader is not ready to step up and take position, and they've been an identified leader, right? This is their meeting. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we may have a conversation after the fact. If it is my meeting or I, my job is to do something to cause uh, us all to move forward, then uh, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if you think that I'm mad. Is what I said valuable to you? Whichever way you need to hear it. Is, is it a value? Does it matter? Mm-hmm. Does, is it going to move us forward? Is it going to get us towards a common goal? 
then fantastic. Let's figure out how to do that together in whichever way you need to hear it. That's really good, Stacey. I mean, I think that uh, one thing that it sounds like to me, it sounds like that you learn to earn own, own your own voice and not be afraid to share it. Like, I feel like for me, um, especially being younger, like, I feel like I'm still trying to really honestly find my voice and know how to communicate to people. Um, and I think that sometimes like as black women, we can overthink ourselves as far as like, what could we say? What should we say? Did we say this right? Like, do you ever feel that tension where you feel like you have to like dull yourself down or do you just feel like, or have you been, you know, in your company for a while where you can just feel comfortable with just being you? Oh, no, there are definitely times where I have to really think about the way that I'm phrasing things. Uh, It's all about reading the room and reading the people. So there are times that I really have to think about how I'm phrasing it. And so it may be a series of five questions before I can get them to start thinking along the lines that I'm thinking instead of one question or just a statement to go on in. Um, But at the end of the day, and this took me a while to learn is there is a reason why I'm there. There is a reason why I'm getting paid, what I'm getting paid to sit in these rooms and it's to make an impact. And so I need to make sure that my voice is heard if I have something to add. Okay. That's really good, Say. Have you ever um, been blatantly ignored? And if so, how did that make you feel? Sure. Uh, But I looked at the person and not necessarily the situation because it could be that that person is unaware that that person doesn't listen well that that person has yet to see uh the reason why i'm at the table and i attributed that to that person you could ignore me if you like but here's what it's going to cost you Mm, that's good When you talk to people about what it's going to cost them, then they tend to turn around and listen. That's interesting because I was I had a situation at work where um, we were they were looking to make some very significant changes in the way that we actually do our job. And um, I remember they had suggested that we buy this very expensive uh, piece of equipment. And I was telling them that we had this instrument before it didn't work we we had all kind of issues and so they totally ignored everything that I said and went with the word of another person who just so happened to be white and male and hadn't proven himself at all where I had been there for years and I had experience and and we've and I not only just me but another person who had the same experience was you know sharing their story about it And we were both ignored and they went with the word of the other person and it turned out to be a very bad decision. And so I think that what you said was like to talk about what would cost them if you don't listen. And so have you ever experienced that where you just was, you know, you're you're trying to help your company and really, you know, use your voice to share your experience and, you know, all of those things like I was and Mm -hmm. it just was ignored. Sure. So. Um, What I've tried after the fact is going to the person who made the decision and telling them, listen, I really want to understand and learn why you made the decision that you made. 
uh, given the fact that you've had a couple people give you feedback on when we've had this equipment before. And if I can understand it, then maybe I can help us be more successful. And to have them talk it through sometimes themselves about why they made the decision might make them see the light. However, at the end of the day, if it is somebody else's choice, somebody else's budget, somebody else's name on the line, and they decide to go with a person either they've had more experience with or they have some biases, et cetera, then that is an expensive lesson to be learned. And the very next time I'm asked to make a decision, I don't, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I'm going to say, hey, listen, um, here's what I think. Here's why I think what I think. Here's the benefit or the cost to the company. And an example is when we did this, when we went and bought this equipment and I had insight and I really didn't feel like I was heard. So I want to make sure that I'm doing what's best for the company and that you guys are hearing me just in case you didn't understand me last time. Okay. That's good advice. Have you ever felt like you had to compete with or, um, a coworker or did you ever feel like maybe upper management people that was above you made you, you know, put you in a position to compete with a co with a coworker ever? Uh, no. So my philosophy is, is you cannot shape my mindset, right? You mm -hmm. may be able to give me influence, but you can't cause me to want to compete with somebody else unless it is a direct, hey, who sells more contests where I'm going to benefit from that uh, by some type of bonus, et cetera, then you can't make me compete on just simple job performance. And so what I'm going to give you back is, um, what is where is this competition coming from? What is it that you really need? What is your desired goal? What are your desired results? Okay, so I'm going to strive for results and not for strife. I'm going to strive for results and not to compete with my other coworkers. I'm gonna strive for us all to be the best. And so if us all being the best means we all hit this number, then that's what I'm gonna strive for, not to try and beat that person because they're my teammate. Right. That's, and if I that's fail, awesome. we if I fail or they fail, we all fail. If they right. feel like it's not a team environment, we all fail. That's true. That's a really great perspective on that. Um, I know that for me personally, I've experienced where um, leadership has tried to make uh, me and another coworker compete. And I was disinterested in it altogether. But like for the, the particular person that was trying to that was posed to compete against me, like she took it to heart. And I mean, she was like trying to do everything she could to make me look bad and make herself look good. And it ended up causing issues with our relationship as we tried to work together to get things, you know, done. And so I think that your perspective of it is amazing, but I wish that, you know, some leader, because some leadership people, some people in leadership don't have that perspective. Like we're all one team. We got to work together, mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah. So in that instance, I have to first lead myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And Hopefully, I can have a conversation with that person to say, listen, I'm not competing against you. You're not competing against me. We're both here so our team can be successful. So let's work together. Now, if that person is maybe feeling insecure as a person, maybe feeling job insecurity, 
or they don't have an understanding of team concept, then you let them do them, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you don't do anything to harm us or harm me, go ahead and compete to uh, to your heart's content because you're in a one-man race and all you're racing against is yourself because I'm not going to tap into those issues that you're presenting. Okay, that's good. So I'm going to take... I'm going to ask some, some deeper questions, um, moving, moving forward here. I want to know how do you handle double, double standards? If you've ever experienced that double standards and microaggressions, has that been your experience? Oh yeah. Um, they exist and they exist where you are a woman in a man's world. They exist if you were a minority in a majority culture. Um, sometimes they exist if you are, are considered to be an outsider of a group that already has a certain dynamic. And at the end of the day, from a legal standpoint, let's take it out of emotional context. From a legal standpoint, you need to give me goals that mm-hmm. are measurable and specific that I can meet. Anything outside of that, We need to have a conversation about why those goals are what they are. I always take it back to why. Because if people have to explain their why, and sometimes that why can go five deep. Listen, I'm not trying to. And sometimes you have to placate some of, you know, uh, they're not understanding why you're asking why. So in that instance, um, I understand that I have this goal. And, and you gave my teammate who has the exact same job this goal. May I ask why? Okay. And mm-hmm. then if they give you an answer, and, and so why is that? Interesting. Okay, so they have this goal because of this, and I have this goal because of this, and you made this decision because of this, and what do you think the impact is going to be on the team? And what's the impact for me? And how are we documenting these differences? Okay. So we're documenting them, we're legally finding, uh, following the rules and guidelines, and what extra benefit am I getting from doing above and beyond what others are doing for me? Now, that extra might be, you may have your eye on another role, a higher role. And so talk that into the conversation, okay? That extra may be, listen, In 30 days, I want to review this. And if I am where you believe I am, I'm asking for a raise. That extra may be, you know what? I've performed above and beyond my peers. We've discussed this. I want priority and vacation days or whatever it happens to be. But don't do extra without a, a reward in mind. That's good, Stacey. <laughs> because I find myself doing always in a place of having to go above and beyond but not compensated in any way not in some cases not even being said uh said thank you to so I think that just learning I think what what I love about what you're bringing to the table is that you're just basically saying learn who you are know what you bring to the table understand your voice and know how to to communicate yourself to the audience that you have to speak to which is all great stuff So how have you handled inappropriate comments or inappropriate emails? Because those things happen. I've had it where people have um, emailed me and tagged my 
uh, tag directors on it and all of that stuff and has said, you know, basically tried to make it seem or try to embarrass me or make it seem like I was the problem. So how do you handle those inappropriate or just any kind of inappropriate comments that you may have encountered? Okay. So first I want to take a step back a little bit before I answer your question and just remind your audience, there's a difference between extra and excellence. We always Mm -hmm. work in excellence. I'm always going to give you my best, but I'm not going to give you 15 hours for free if you're not paying me for those 15 hours. Okay. In some form or fashion. Okay. When it comes to um, somebody, you know, sending an email that's inappropriate, listen, that's a legal document. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to reply legally, but professionally. And I'm going to say, I believe that's inappropriate. Here's why. And I would love to have a conversation with you to discuss um, why you wrote this email. If you'd like HR to be present, I'd be more than happy to have someone else so that we can make sure that we are communicating the same thing and on the same page. Okay. So what about, um, you know, just in, have you ever been a part of like what they would call locker room banter, banter, not necessarily you joining in in the conversation or maybe you heard or maybe uh, comments was directed towards you in an inappropriate way. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was about you being a woman or maybe it was about your race. Like, has that been a situation for you? And if so, like, what did, how do you, how do you regroup from that kind of stuff and still keep your mind in the game? Because sometimes it's, it's really hard to like, keep your heart there you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's it's difficult it is it's very difficult um I've had people accidentally copy me on emails that are talking about me and I've had people say things blatantly to my face about um where they believe I could and could not go and at the end of the day my perspective always is I always know my value I always know my worth If somebody is discussing me in an inappropriate manner, my first thought is thank you. You've told me now who you are. You've identified the type of character you have. And I know who I can and cannot trust. So thank you for showing me who you are. And I'm going to deal with you appropriately. Uh, A saying that we got from um, our mentor um, is you have to learn to handle all the animals in the zoo. So if you're a zookeeper, you're not going to only profit profit if you only deal with the animals that are nice and cuddly and friendly like a dog and a cat and there's never going to be anything unique. But I got to mm-hmm. learn how to handle the snakes and the lions and the tigers as well as the cute and cuddly things so I can benefit me and I can benefit those who I'm responsible to. That's amazing. That's a really good perspective too, as well, Stacey, to just be able to categorize people in some in a in a way. Not I won't say categorize them, but just know where they stand and who they are and how you need to move forward with working with them. And I, I think that that's a good way to protect your mental space. So what are some of the things that you do to protect yourself mentally, emotionally, physically? Like how do you stay healthy in um environments where you're often the only woman and sometimes even the only black woman in the room? Absolutely. So number one, my faith. 
my faith carries me far because if not for my faith, I probably would have snapped off in, <laughs> in some form or fashion. Uh, number two, I set my environment if I am not in a meeting, meaning I will have music that is uplifting. I will have podcasts or audiobooks that are feeding my soul. Um, I will purposely take breathing breaks or literally just walk around the floor and come back to my desk if I need a moment to clear my head. A cup of coffee is a wonderful thing, right? I can walk, mm -hmm. take a moment. I can talk to myself and give myself the speech and reset my mind to ask myself, why did I allow them to make me so upset? What made me so upset about it? And then what am I going to do about it? So in the instance that you asked me, um, and I told you somebody sent an email and accidentally copied me, I immediately responded and said, hey, I don't think you meant to copy me on this, but let's have a conversation about it. I look forward to your call. Wow. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to hide from it. If you were bold enough to put it out there, I'm going to be bold enough to respond to you. So either you're going to be better, a better person, or you're going to learn to hide your issues a whole lot better. Either way, I already know who you are. Right. Well, that's, that's all good for me. So I'm going to ask you my final question. How has being a, the only black woman in the room or just a black woman at the table benefited you? It makes me stronger. Um, I have to know who I am at all times. And I have to remind myself who I am at all times. And I also recognize that um, my voice my perspective can open the door for the next African-American woman minority to come behind me. And so therefore, I am always thinking about the legacy that I am leaving and who I am opening the door for. Wow. I love that, Stacey. I really, really love that because it is about paving the, the way. And I, I think that I would I like to say this. I would like to say this to you on air so everybody can hear it around the world, that you have definitely paved the way for people like me, for women like me to be able to level up and even perform at a higher level. And I thank you so much for all of the the wounds and everything that you took to be able to give advice and golden advice like you did today. And so I just appreciate you so very much, Stacey. I love you so much. I just want to, I want the world to know that. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so do you have any resources um, that you can offer to my audience now? My audience, they're business owners, they're thinkers, they're women in leadership, men in leadership. And so they love resources and books. So what do you, do you have anything to offer? Absolutely. So I am a huge fan of podcasts. Um, so I will listen to Craig Ro Rochelle. He does a once a month leadership podcast for entrepreneurs. I listen to Nicole Walters. Um, uh, for peace of mind, I listen to uh, the Crystal Chronicles. Um, and and just those are some main podcasts that I listen to. And of course, Miss Aileen Treadwell. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Anita. So, of course, there's that. And then reading is also extremely fundamental. So there are a lot of great leadership books. Um, you don't have to listen to the ones that I listen to or think about the ones that I think about. But find yourself a leadership book 
find yourself a leadership blog and go ahead and make sure that you invest in yourself by spending the time to read. If you're not a reader, listen to an audiobook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, audiobooks are amazing. But there are so many, uh, like Daring Greatly. Uh, I, I just can't even name it. My my Audible account is full of uh, Measure What Matters, Relational Intelligence, The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You, Finding Your Way by Carla Fiorini. So there's so many great leadership books. Uh, find your local bookstore and get to reading. Love that. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I so appreciate you and I just appreciate your time. And so guys, thank you for tuning in this week to the Alien Anita podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share with your friends and followers. Don't be selfish because we're not selfish in this squad. And I love you guys so much. And as always, Stay blessed and be relevant.